So welcome to the Adventure Effect Live uh, with Tom and Curtis. Um, we are really excited today to be talking to Jackie Troller, who is the founder of Ocean Troller Freediving, uh, based in Hawaii. Um, and we're excited to talk to Jackie really because she is what she's doing is right at the core of everything that we're talking about with the adventure effect. She's an adventurer, she's a scientist, she's a spiritual seeker, she's an entrepreneur, she's really doing all of the things and we are just beyond excited to have you on the show. Hi Jackie. How's it going? Thanks so much for having me. Oh we're so pleased that you're here. So to start with let's just um get to know you a little bit. Why don't you tell us about your story uh, and how you ended up living on a sailboat in Hawaii teaching freediving? Sure. Uh, if you told my former self that, I would have never believed you because I grew up in Chicago in a suburb and I always loved Lake Michigan and the, the swimming aspect. So I guess also in tandem with that, before I even was a competitive swimmer, my mom said that in first grade, when I wrote an article, well, it's like little sentences in first grade, but they ask you what you want to be when you grow up. And I wanted to be a marine biologist. Um, I don't remember that. She actually just brought that up a couple years ago. Uh, but sure enough, I went to Hawaii to become a marine scientist. And through becoming a marine scientist, I was a scientific diver and one of my scientific scuba diver friends said that he took this class and in four days he was able to hold his breath for four minutes and I couldn't believe it at all. Uh, so I had to go to this course. I went to Big Island to take it and sure enough, day two, I had a four minute breath hold and was able to dive to 116 feet. Hmm. That is From, an impressive dive. Ah, it's interesting because it's a reflex that we all have naturally. It's just something that we've lost touch with. So everyone is capable of more than they think when it comes to water. It's called the mammalian dive reflex. And it's, it's such an amazing reflex to tap into because you're delaying your most innate urge, your urge to breathe. So you're definitely pushing into discomfort, but it gives you this incredible confidence once you're able to achieve something you didn't realize you were able to achieve before. So what was it about um, breath holding that, that, captured your, that captured you and your attention so much? Because it's a, like, for, for anyone who hasn't done it and, you know, I include myself in, in that. It's kind of an abstract concept. Like it's, it sounds cool, but what's the, what was the experience like? Like how did it feel to do that? It's, it's this interesting combination of athleticism, but yet surrender. So, the magical part of freediving is 
is so different than other sports because a lot of other sports, you have to take this like adrenaline approach. You have to like pump yourself up. And in free diving, it's the exact opposite. You have to really dive within yourself. You have to relax. You get in tune with your body to a level you never even knew was possible, uh, like consciously slowing down your heart rate. And it's you have to just surrender to this urge and realize that your urge to breathe is just a signal. It's not that you are absolutely out of air. Obviously, I practice uh, high safety protocols when I do this. Don't just go out and breath hold without knowing the safety protocols. But uh, when, when you push your limits, it just brings on this elatedness this like euphoria that that you it's just a novel experience and it opens up this like world of possibilities hmm. i'd love to go into the world of possibilities but what's the like what's the science behind it like like why does it have this profound effect on us we for the same reason that your fingers prune is uh, your fingers prune because it's an adaptation so that we can hold on to things underwater. Hmm. For the same reason that some people are born with gill slits, we have this evolutionary history that is tied to water. And that is what allows us to slow our heart rate, bring our blood from our extremities to our core and enter this state where your throat actually closes if you have your mouth. This is why freedivers never dive with a snorkel in their mouth because you want to protect your airway. But it's amazing because your airway has a natural ability to close when your forehead's exposed underwater. Um, it's, it's this whole amazing uh, it's all attributed to the mammalian dive reflex, the same reason why whales were able to go back and evolve to be water animals. We still have a little piece of this, and maybe we can't dive like whales and, and certain seals, but um, it's just a, it's a testament of our connection with nature. And that- It sounds like- um when you when you do it when you free dive you connect back to millions of years of evolution yeah There's something deeply spiritual about that and somehow that connects you to your to to your source in a way like does that come even close to the experience absolutely especially when you see the fish down there and experience this whole realm it's silent with no interruption except for you reading your own body so it's pretty much you yourself and then the fish or animals that surround you and when you're in that environment you have to blend in like you have to become a part of the fish you can't just go at them like you're a predator because they're going to spook away. So now you're trying to like integrate yourself in this environment. So it's, it, 
yeah, it's a it's a way to merge back to to nature. It sounds deeply serene. A lot of freedivers say when whenever you dive, you're taking a dive within yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't let the external get to you. Well, that's that's very in line with with the conversation that we're having, which is that so many people like to go on adventures and then another set of people, but it's an intersected, you know, it's like a Venn diagram, like to go on spiritual journeys, meditation, plant medicine, mm -hmm. uh, breath work, whatever, whatever it is. But very few people make the link between the two. And what Absolutely. we're saying is that when you go on an adventure, it's a spiritual, you have a spiritual experience. And when you go on a spiritual journey, you're on an adventure inside yourself. Um, and, and free diving seems to me to be the, just like that point that's right in the middle of that Venn diagram. Absolutely. I've seen students come in and, and with their ego and not that it's good or bad. It's just what they're presenting. And then they all of a sudden have troubles in the class. Like, oh, I can't, I, I want to be good at this. I'm going to be, I'm going to do whatever it takes to be good at this class. And then it's like, they find out very quickly, they have to take a step back and reanalyze a lot of stuff. What's interesting about freediving is I find some of my students, things come up for them when they're taking my class. Um, I don't know if, I feel like it's just a product of pushing into discomfort mm -hmm. and how our society has, as a whole has just become way too comfortable. Um, and there's a value to stepping out of your comfort zone, especially consciously. I think that's what we can bring back to our everyday life is choosing those like fun adventures that have all these hidden lessons for us that we're more open to in that novel experience that we can then bring back and apply to our life. Yeah, absolutely. We talk about um, we talk about comfort management as opposed to risk management. What happens when you flip that paradigm of let's make things safer and more comfortable and and eliminate all of the risk from our lives? Like, what happens if we flip that on its head and you start managing the level of comfort in your life? Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing how out of touch with ourselves we are in terms of distraction. I've seen very advanced record holder freedivers turn around and a depth I knew they can do. And sometimes it's equalization, but also sometimes it's, it just takes one negative thought to go through your mind and settle in your body. And all of a sudden your muscles lock up and you're tense and cannot equalize any longer. So it's amazing to see how the power of a negative thought can manifest in your body and, and change the whole trajectory of, of something. That's a really interesting statement that you just made. And I'd like to explore that a little bit deeper. How do you, how do you take that into your daily life? What's the, what's the like, real world application of that for you outside of the free diving arena? 
That's a very great question. Um, free diving is a staple in my life because regardless of how I feel, I always go back to it. Um, yoga in a sense is something I'm less attached to. So I have like more fun and less expectations. And a lot of things I've heard from my yoga teacher is, oh, take this practice and apply it to your life. And recently I actually hit a, um, <laughs> I hit a stopping, not a stopping point, but I hit a, a rough patch in my free diving. And I thought about that. I was like, what am I missing? What am I doing in my dives that I'm not applying to life? Mm -hmm. And I've been doing a lot of breath hold stuff. And in breath holding, you, you, your diaphragm picks up a little bit. Um, and then it'll increase like a hiccup mm -hmm. and it'll increase um, in occurrence. And you're just supposed to relax through it. You're supposed to, okay, it's going to roll through my body and then I can relax again. And just this week, I had this epiphany. I can apply that to anxiety. I, I always found that it, it's crazy. I am so such a conscious breather when I'm free diving, but I could do that better in my life. And then same with this application for anxiety. It's like, I found I was just holding my anxiety in my chest, in my heart. And I know it's like anxiety is almost like this adrenaline hit, right? And yeah. And I'm like, what if I let go of, that adrenaline hit in my heart, like a contraction in free diving, just let it roll through. Or what if I assign that to like another part of my body? Like, what if I move that feeling to my head? Like, what if I, oh, thank you body for this adrenaline hit. I know I'm about to like work hard in business for the next hour or so. What if I apply that clarity and just think of it? Oh, this is an ability to get clear or, or my brain can use this, but my heart, it doesn't need to be tensed in my heart. I don't know if that makes sense, but. <laughs> it, it makes, it makes total sense to, to me, but I wonder if, if you can twist the frame just a little bit. Yeah. So, so that for people who are listening and watching, what, what can they do to, to take these lessons that you've learned from freediving and apply them into their life. Like what are the, what are the feelings that might come up? What are the blocks that they might experience? And, and what is it? Is there a process? Is there a, a set of steps that they can implement to? Absolutely. So the process when you're, you're feeling that, that chest tension is usually because you're sh doing shallow breaths from your chest. You've, you're not belly breathing. Belly breathing is extending, it's inhaling so that your belly button extends outwards and away from your spine. And then on the exhale, it's coming back in towards your spine. Um, so it's a versus chest breathing is kind of like up and down. Belly breathing expands outwards. And this ables to start a rest and digest I don't know if you're familiar with rest and digest, but it, it, it slows down your heart rate, kind of like this mammalian reflex and gives you the ability to think more clearly. Chest breathing starts these patterns, these cyclical 
negative thought patterns. You're just not utilizing the air exchange effectively. So belly breathing is actually more natural for us. We do it from when we're babies. And for some reason we stop and trying to look skinny or whatever and, and turn into chest breathers, which does us a disservice. The rest and digest that you mentioned is kind of the, the opposite of fight or flight. Am I right? Yeah. Which is interesting because a lot of people come to me about the Wim Hof method. Have you heard of the Wim Hof method? Yeah. It's very much consciously engaging your fight or flight. It's more getting that adrenaline, which is not a bad thing at all, but it is separate from free diving. Free divers want to slow everything down, calm everything down. And the interesting part is neither one is right or wrong. It comes down to breathing resilience and expanding out of your comfort zone. Do they land so, up in the same place? What was that? Do they, do they land up in the same place? So Wim Hof is very active and he's fam you know, he famously says, just get the air in and get it out, whatever hole. Right? Yeah. Just like get it in and get it out. And it's very, so it's his very active and very, um, and his goal obviously is more about, or, or at least in part about cold temperatures and being able to go, you know, climb Everest in shorts. Yeah. But and those you land in the same place. Yeah, it's two different roads, but you get similar benefits, mm -hmm. which is really cool. The cool. I I think it's important to consciously engage not only your rest and digest, but consciously engage your fight or flight. Because I I feel that provides an opportunity to experience that chemical hit without being under stress, without feeling uh, fear. And yeah. I think, yeah. I'd love, I'd love to come back to what you were saying about integrating what you're learning in free diving into your daily life. Because oh sure, uh, it's a question that I have as a climber where we get ourselves into a situation and all of a sudden, the whole world disappears and our focus becomes so singular and it's it's almost a spiritual experience and and that level of focus it's so often we don't apply that same level of focus to our daily life you know there's something about being in these environments where when we feel the same chemicals and the same emotions in our daily life at the office or wherever it might be in a relationship with a partner we we really go deep into the the chemicals and the emotions and the feelings we allow it to get suck us away but in the adventure setting there's something that just brings us into focus if we could bring that focus into our daily lives our lives would change absolutely it's it's finding those windows where you're open to change and i think that's what adventure provides it's that little window that then opens your mind to these concepts you never thought possible before. And even though it's slow, I'm not like, there is definitely advantages to novel experiences, mm -hmm. but it's amazing. Your mind will go back to the same patterns. However, I feel like that window expands over time, especially yeah. if you go back to those experiences and then it makes it easier for you to apply those lessons 
into your and integrate them into your life. So what's the trigger for you that you're following that brings that integration in? When I get stuck. Yeah. When I get stuck, I really, I have to journal. I have to go back to my happy place. Like, why did I start this sport? Why, why did I love it? Like it, you, you can forget when you get frustrated. Um, but there's just this commitment. There's, um, I, I love the sport so much. I've like never given up on it. And like, that's when I'm stuck in life, I can analyze my free diving or just like, let it sit, like take a week off and, and figure something out and then take that and put it back into my life. Just kind of like those like contractions, like just let it roll through. It's about how long you hang on to negative thoughts. It's not if you're going to have them, it's when. Mm. So it's what you do with them and how long you hold on to them. And that's such a crucial, crucial piece because it's so easy to have a negative thought and be like, oh, I shouldn't be having this thought. Yeah. Or, or even that it is a negative thought in the first place. We ascribe, well, this one's positive, this one's negative. But yeah. they're just thoughts. And it's only in the act of holding onto them, either positive or negative thoughts, that we get sucked into a whirlwind and, and we get pulled out of presence. Mm-hmm. And and that breathing exercise that you were talking about, the you know, the belly breathing really helps us to let go of those thoughts and come back to the actual sensations in the body. Absolutely. I was I had the pleasure of training a couple people who are going to the world freediving competition and they reciprocated and let me train. This is early on um, in my career, but I did this breath hold and the girl who was safetying me asked me, what were you, what, what happened in your breath hold? And it's for time, not depth. So I'm at the surface the whole time. And I was like, Oh, I was just thinking that I was a piece of algae in the sand, like flowing a little bit with the current. She's like, for the whole dive? I was like, yeah, for the whole dive. She's like, that is one point meditation. And I was like, one point meditation? At that time, I kind of thought yoga was a a cult. I hate to say it. I thought it was a fad. um, And I was very opposed to it. But then once she said that, I actually went down the yoga path and got my yoga instructor come to find out that a lot of the breathing techniques we use in freediving are from yoga. So it's, it's crazy to see. It's like, you know, when you're on the right path, when all your paths align together. Convergence. Yeah. Um, so this feels like a, a, a nice point to segue into your work around anxiety. Sure. Uh, I love that I that idea of you just being a little bit of algae or seaweed just bobbing around <laughs> at the bottom of the ocean. Um, yeah, talk about presence. Um, so what what is the work that you're doing with anxiety? Tell us a bit more about that. And, and how does free diving and breathwork, how does that actually help with anxiety? Sure. 
it's amazing how free diving is tied or sorry it's amazing how breath work is tied to what we experience in life if you're always breathing from the top of your chest you're not utilizing your air enough you really need to engage in your stomach a good example is i realized in the mornings i was driving in traffic to this job i didn't like and i noticed tension in my hip and with that tension in my hip there was circling negative thoughts and then i'm yelling at all the people in the car in front of me it's moments like that where you're feeling tension in your body or you're noticing circular thoughts that's when it's a great time to to tune in with your breath and change your point of focus it's not going to work all the time uh but just starting that awareness is a great place to start and the thing with anxiety is a lot of people think oh i just want to get rid of my anxiety i just want to get rid of my anxiety it's not about getting rid of it it's about what you do with it and your relationship with it is anxiety something that that you've suffered with personally not innately but through my experience what was that i said maybe suffered is the wrong word and i changed it to experienced oh yeah i get but it's still a matter of perspective um and i think initially we all feel like we suffer with anxiety innately i i wasn't a very anxious person but through entrepreneurship i kind of have been and it's that kind of what my some of my students do in freediving uh they come with this i need to amp up i need to get amped up and that's what i do with with when i work in entrepreneurship like i'm trying to get the maximum amount of done most clearly um but then at the same time i have to acknowledge that i'm training my brain to be anxious every time i work and maybe it doesn't come off as anxiety at first but then eventually it evolves into that and then it's like okay i need to set a timer because if i work past this time i'm going to go off the deep end like <laughs> so it's making friends with anxiety and just being really aware what sets you down the the negative spiral or stacking negative thoughts and how does how does free diving play into that like what what is it if let's say i'm someone who suffers from anxiety like, yeah why would i come and have an have an experience with you free diving is that time out it's that okay i need to stop and i need to reintegrate with the environment and i need to experience the opposite of what i was putting myself into calm my mind check in with my body that's the amazing part about free diving when you're doing breath holds you're you're checking in with all of these muscles and the reason why you relax those muscles is because muscle tension causes uh you to use more oxygen So now you suddenly have a reason to release those muscles. Mm. So it sounds to me like an another benefit that that you come back with, you go and and you learn how to relax your muscles, how to slow your heart rate, how to extend mm -hmm. your breath. Does that mean that that you can then you then have more energy? 
because you're not unnecessarily contracting muscles and you are getting the full oxygen capacity of your lungs. Like, do I, if I, if I learn to free dive and yeah. I apply those breathing techniques, do I have more energy to get stuff done in my life? Absolutely. You, you're training a new pattern of breathing. And sometimes in anxiety patients, just changing your breathing technique in the spot when someone's saying having a panic attack isn't necessarily effective, but it's like giving someone a reason to extend that exhale. And when you can apply it to something to you, that you enjoy, which freediving is so incredible when you're in the blue water and you're with fish and you're one with nature, like that is the reason that makes it more, uh, that makes people more open to applying these breathing techniques in life. I mean, if someone's just like, oh, change your breathing, that's like, there's resistance with that. Mm -hmm. Freediving's like, oh, like, I didn't even know my breathing was bad. A lot of my students are like, I didn't even know I was, I didn't even know I can't exhale for eight seconds. Most of my students, when they take my first level course, they can't even exhale for eight seconds. And to tap into the rest and digest state, you need to have a longer exhale than your inhale. And you need to be sending that air to the right space in your body. So it's, it's just amazing how out of touch we are and for me and other people, freediving have just brought a light to these concepts that we all know about, but it's like the ability to apply them is in a fun and, and different lens. And that's the beauty of adventure is that it gives us an environment that's fun and interesting to engage our egos and our like neurotic habits and patterns of thinking and behaving. and step into something new and to feel a sense of accomplishment and in an environment that is so not mundane. Absolutely. And in, in the mundane, in the day-to-day, -day, in, our, in our routine pathways, there's very little impetus for us to create the change that we know we want to create. But when we start free diving or, you know, for me, rock climbing has been mm -hmm. such a an impetus for change because it's like, oh, I want to go to that next level, next level, next level. And then it's like, okay, what's not working in my body? What's not working in my mind? What's not working mm -hmm. in my environment? What's not working in my relationships? And all of those things, it just creates the dynamic tension that we need to take those evolutionary steps. And what's interesting is that those neuroses and blocks and limiting beliefs and whatever else that show up when we're on an adventure are the exact same blocks and limiting beliefs and neuroses that show up in our, in our life. And when we, when we face them on an adventure and we go to the other side of them, mm -hmm. then we see that that's possible in other areas of our life as well. Absolutely. It just, it's able to sink in, in a, in a different way. Yeah, like in a, in a physiological, it, this is this feeling that I'm experiencing right now is going to, I'm not going to die. It's going to be okay because it's, there is something on the other side. 
that in itself is a whole nother rabbit hole, but just delaying your body's reaction to something and changing your frame. Oh no, I do have more air. I'm going to tell my body right now that I have more air. You're like, wow, our minds do have greater control over our bodies than we ever thought before. And it is a testament to these belief systems. So, well, you've sold me on the on, on free diving, that's for sure. Um, as we move into the second half of, of this conversation, um, I'd love to just keep going, going deeper and deeper, but our intention is to support you uh, as we move into the second, second half of this conversation. So how, um, how can we, how, where would you like to play? What would make this second half of the conversation extraordinary for you? Resistance. Mm. Let's talk about resistance. Yes. Uh, resistance. It's like when, as a spiritual person, you can, um, like awareness is good, but it's like awareness around resistance in the sense like when when do you know the resistance is coming from your body in terms of like resistance is a is a stopping point like you're stuck not a stopping point but you're you're at a roadblock and you just can't get through it and you're conscious and you do the conscious observations and how how do you identify hidden points of resistance that's such a good question um i'm gonna just bring that back to you and say what have been the most useful <laughs> tools for you to identify the hidden points of resistance in your journey it's funny as <laughs> as the coach and teacher sometimes you have to take back your own words <laughs> It's a true story. Yeah. Uh, and acknowledge the ups and downs. Uh, for me recently, my resistance was taking a step back and creating more space. And uh, I think as athletes, we're always trying to optimize. You're always trying to optimize. But I think taking that step back and acknowledging that, hey, I'm trying to exceed at everything in my life. It's okay for this day or two to just not have to exceed at anything or exceed in depth. First thing that comes to, to my mind is rest day is training day. That's what jumped into my mind as well. Um, and what's interesting to me in like as soon as you said resistance was the area you wanted to play in <laughs> my i i just was like well this is perfect because we've just had a whole conversation about how your students and clients come to you and they're like i'm gonna nail this and and you teach them the art of surrender so what is it that you need to surrender to that one and this is where 
I think there's some subconscious work that I need to do. And I've been journaling and I have been asking myself that even in breath holds, I'm like, what do I need to let go of? And at first, despite asking all these questions and doing the work, it was frustrating that I wasn't getting an answer. But then that's the deeper level of surrendering. I will, and, and the faith that I will get that answer, it just might not be today. Well, maybe it could be today. <laughs> Would you like to play a game? Sure. Okay. So I'm going to invite you to the feelings that you have around this resistance right now. Just like really drop into those feelings. What are the feelings? What are the emotions? What are the thoughts that go with that? And once you're locked onto those and you can feel them, then I'll give you a next step. Okay. Tension. Tension. Just allow it to all land. You don't need okay. to describe it. We don't need to hear what it is. Okay. It I'm bringing it up. Yeah. Call it up. I'm there. You're there? Great. Now, call up a memory from childhood that has these feelings in it. Just sit, and when the memory shows up, then you can start describing it. I don't know. Mm. I think my first, I'm so good at relaxing once I'm tuned into the tension. Yeah. That I let it go without going anywhere in my mind. Okay. So just go back to the tension, call up the tension that you have around your resistance. And just like you would use your breath as a point of focus as you drop while yeah. you're driving. Use that point of tension, hold on to that tension this time and like use the tension as your line to free dive into your past and keep that tension and follow the tension and see where it goes. Being, uh, feeling sick all the time. I had allergies as a kid, yeah. food allergies. So you had food allergies as a kid. All right. So um, tune back into that time when you had allergies and, and just allow your like inner child to surface and ask your inner child what beliefs it formed about your identity, who you were because of these allergies. Lack of freedom. Lack of freedom. <laughs> 
Great. So do you feel like you have a lack of freedom now in your life? I, I would say in this moment, yes. In this moment, yes. Because well, in- almost we all do. <laughs> right. So um. maybe maybe go back into this memory with this child and explain to it the future that you create and the things that you learn and that you discover and that this what this feeling of a lack of freedom has propelled you to create in your life. Yeah. (laughs) What happened? Ooh, a release. Yeah. What what did you say to the inner child? That I'm already living a life beyond my wildest dreams. Mm. I got that freedom. You got that freedom. <laughs> and and was is it possible maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, that that lack of freedom that you experienced through the allergies set you on the pathway to create the life that you have? Um, I think not having freedom is a very good motivator. Mm. And that was the greatest part about moving away as a college person Mm. going to Hawaii was I found out that my mind follows me everywhere unless I change it. So it's interesting how like family and friends from Chicago will be like, your life is so perfect. You live on a boat. Like it's easy for people to glorify, Mm. um, a life they're not living. But the biggest lesson was I can live in this beautiful place. And after the novelty of it went away after a year or two, my negative thoughts followed me. And um, it's interesting because I came out here seeking freedom, but then realistically we trap ourselves in our own minds. So why not dive back into that memory again? Sure. Where you had these allergies and this child that's craving freedom, just explain to it, educate it on, on what you learned about freedom, that you can have the perfect life and still feel all of the things that you felt when you had allergies. And maybe you can teach that child how to find freedom inside of the allergies. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Why don't you take a second? Thank you. All right. Yeah. No limitations. 
<laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. So what's changed? A childhood fear of lack of freedom, of, of hindrances and, and rules and realizing there are solutions and, and ways to expand limitations. To expand limitations or expand beyond limitations? Expand beyond limitations. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So that was about 10 minutes. So we are we done? Are we, are we complete? Or is there, how, how is that resistance? How, wh where are you in regard to resistance now that you compared to 15 minutes ago? Huge release in my stomach, which is where I have been consciously releasing tension. But that was a different release. How does that feel? Like, what are the feelings associated with that? It's, it's more space, mm. more openness. Sounds like that's a good place to be. As <laughs> yeah. And always tapping back into that space. But also that we don't live in this world where we're going to be happy all the time. Mm. And I, one of the most favorite quotes I just saw was give yourself to permission to be a leader and also something you're working on. We're all working on our own progress, which I, that's why athletes have coaches. That's why entrepreneurs have coaches because we constantly need reminders and one of my freediving coaches said you know the athletes are there but coaches really run the reins and help you step back when you need to before you take that step off the cliff or have that like negative downfall in your training cycle it's a, a coach that i was talking to the other day put put what you just said that quote that you shared, put it in a, in a different way, which is be a master and a disaster. Be a man. I love that. At the same time, be a master and a disaster, because if we, that's what makes a person a good coach or teacher. I have seen free divers, they're athletes and they can hit these incredible depths, but they haven't gone through the roadblocks I have. So it's, it's coming to terms with your roadblocks and the things that you have to overcome because that what's, that's what makes you effective. That's what makes you able to help more people. So how does this sense of spaciousness of more room in your stomach, this, like how, how does that change your experience going forward, either in business or in diving or it helps me get back to my belly breathing. Mm. 
because it's been hindering my ability to expand my stomach and get that full deep breath of air. So I've been kind of switching to chest breathing subconsciously. And then I catch myself and I'm like, belly breathe. But there was some discomfort there. So it's nice to be able to breathe into the the belly, take that full breath. And if you need to now, you can go back into conversation with that child and just remind her that, you know, that these limitations and this lack of freedom that she's experiencing because of the allergies and because of the rules and the, the limitations that that imposes, you can go back and have a conversation with her anytime. Absolutely. We're going to be fine. And you can also ask that child what lessons they have for you that's going to take you to the next level of your freediving. Yeah, that's right. a good one. That's, that's a, a great tool. Got some wisdom for you. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, it's just tapping into your subconscious and letting it speak to you. Yeah. But through an environment that you're already familiar with. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for playing. <laughs> um, it's my new favorite game. <laughs> How can people get in touch with you? How people who have, have watched this and been inspired and, and want to get some of that Jackie Troller freediving. Sure. Virtual badassness. Um, how do people connect? At Ocean Troller. One word, ocean, T-R-O-L-L-E-R, is my Instagram handle. And you can check out some really cool photos. I got some pictures of some sharks I recently swam with that are going to come up. And I'm also running a challenge in November 16th. And if you're interested in that, shoot me an email at jackie.troller at gmail.com. Tell us a bit more about that challenge. It's a three-day challenge with a pre-party. It's called the Anxious Millennial. And our generation has been labeled everything under the sun, anxious, depressed, uh, disconnected because of technology and through this through this challenge i'm gonna go over some of the things we've faced as millennials and how we overcome them and come and come together creating community that sounds like a great challenge what's the benefit of anyone who joins in what are they gonna what's the outcome that they can expect they can expect outcomes not just information but actual outcomes in their life. We're, we're going to do the work. We're not going to sit around and do an endless scroll. <laughs> it's going to be, it may be challenging, but it's, it's just reapplying what our generation already knows and, and taking, being able to take it a step further to address some of these issues that 
many of us are are scared of but and what's the result for someone who comes in and and goes through your program and they're going to get outcomes what what are the results what are the outcomes like maybe name three specific results or outcomes or benefits that sure clarity Mm -hmm. gain more clarity in your life realize what's stopping you Mm -hmm. and ways that we can be a more more successful at, at making money and prosperity amazing so if there's something that's stopping me if i realize what's stopping me does it stop there or am i going to get through the thing that's stopping me we're getting through the thing getting that's through stopping <laughs> through the thing great um unless there's any other questions it feels like maybe that's a good place to stop Yeah, we do have technically five more minutes. Um, is there anything else that you want to share? Adventure. <laughs> adventure. If you're stuck, take that adventure. Mm. Explore that new experience. Because who knows, it may just open up your doors to things that change your life, taking that adventure and applying it to your life. Amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, um, for coming to play with us today. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Be fascinating to, to learn about the effects of breath and, and diving and hear a bit more about the adventure that you're on. Um, so just to repeat, it's at ocean troller on Instagram. Yep. And, jackie.troller at gmail.com. You got it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.